0: Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham, a bonus weekend edition. Now that we have the news that Hillary Clinton has picked her running mate, Bill Kristol, she picks Senator Tim Kaine, former governor of Virginia. And I think the most interesting thing about him for me so far is the American Conservative Union says he has a 0.0 ranking. So much for picking a moderate, I guess.
1: Yeah, by Democratic standards, he's a moderate because he is a serious Catholic and therefore is personally pro life, though and has urged a few times that there are things to be done to reduce the numbers of abortions. You know, I like him. I live in Virginia. I lived in Virginia when he was governor. He was a pretty moderate Democratic governor. You're almost forced to be in a state like Virginia, though. Um, his voting record is on the left, but he doesn't engage quite as much in the incendiary rhetoric of the left. Um, so this is, I personally like him. I think most Americans by the end of this campaign are going to very, very much wish that the tickets were flipped, that, that Mike Pence was on top of the Republican ticket and Tim Kaine was on top of the Democratic ticket. And is very exciting, but both are respectable standard bearers of their, of their political ideologies.
0: And I think that's the summary of uh, who uh, Senator Tim Kaine is as a politician that the typical voter needs to know. So let's go to the politics of the pick. Uh, Nate Silver, the pollster of 538, who, like so many others, has admitted that he's gotten a lot of stuff wrong in the era of Trump. Uh, tweeted out that he thinks people are underestimating just how realistic the possibility is that Donald Trump could win the presidency, and he thinks that the Tim Kaine pick reflects that the Clinton campaign doesn't seem to believe it. Is this whistling past the graveyard? Is this overconfidence? Is this a smart pick? If you think Trump can really win, how does the Tim Kaine pick look to you, Bill Crystal?
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. I I agree with Nate Silver about the fact that Trump could win. You and I have discussed this during the course of the week on podcasts and stuff that uh, different people at the Standard have written. I'm not sure everyone at the Standard agrees with this, but I certainly think, (coughs) excuse me, that um, (coughs) Trump has a real chance. One in three, one in four. Uh, The polls have tightened. He's down two or three points, um, and he's tapped into something, obviously, uh, in, in Middle America. Hillary Clinton, so far, we'll see what happens this week at the convention, has run a very conventional, uninspiring, to say the least, campaign. There's no message. Whatever you think of Trump, he's got a message. I'm the law and order candidate. It's time for change. I'm going to bring change. I'm going to bring it fast. I'm with you. That's Trump's message. Populist, demagogic. I don't like it much. It's not traditional Republican, limited government, constitutional government message. It's I'm here for you. I'm kind of a, a tough leader who's going to do what you want, very populist. But it is a message that strikes me as the problem with the Hillary Clinton campaign, and Tim Kaine does not help that. Uh, I'm not sure any pick would have helped it that much, but he is the most cautious and conventional pick. Uh, Jay Cost commented in an email that he reminded him of uh, Tom Dewey in 1948, the New York governor, whom everyone assumed was going to beat the unpopular incumbent Harry Truman. We made a very safe pick, Victor Earl Warren, then Governor of California, Governors of the two largest states, you know New York and California, both respectable moderates, and they campaigned complacently on to, uh, to defeat in November and I could see Clinton Kane being uh, very cautious, very respectable by sort of liberal lights, uh, and ending up uh, being surprised by Trump. Trump could afford to make almost had to make, I think, a, uh, a safe and conventional pick. If you're the guy who's way, way, way out there and you need to reassure a few people, you want to pick a reassuring figure. Clinton has been around forever, uh, picks a reassuring figure, it's a little odd.
0: Yeah, and it, it raises, or it's, to me it answers, the question of which of the two theories of this campaign does Hillary buy into? The two theories, one is that it's going to be a campaign of base versus base. And you know Trump is going to you know get angry talk radio folks who've been wanting their revenge on the Clintons for 25 years, and you know people who are really upset about terrorism and immigration to pour out and turn out in unusual numbers. Well, the you know uh, high school grad or lower white collar, I mean uh, white uh, working voters. And so the pick for her to turn on her base would be someone like an Elizabeth Warren, maybe uh, the senator from New Jersey, uh, Cory Booker, and ha- and throw the Obama base against the Trump talk radio base. But she clearly has bought into the other theory of this race, which is that it's going to be Trump yes or no, and she's going to make the e- voting against Trump as easy as possible.
1: Yeah, I don't think, and I think that's not. Crazy because Trump is a little crazy, and uh, Trump no is certainly defeating Trump. Yes, right now, if you look at the polls, as Trump, uh, do you approve or disapprove of Trump? Trump's numbers are horrible, even worse than Clinton's. But I think they're So I guess I'd slightly modify your formulation by saying you could believe that you want to make it a referendum on Trump, but don't you still want to have more of a populist tinge to your ticket to let the people who are tempted by Trump? Come on over. I guess that would be the, for me the criticism of the Kane pick. I don't, and I'm not sure I have a better pick for her exactly. But I do think Sherrod Brown, the senator from Ohio, uh, Elizabeth Warren, the senator from Massachusetts. I, I personally would prefer Tim Kaine to them if something were to happen. If Hillary Clinton were to win, and something terrible were to happen, and someone had to become president of the United States, I'd feel less uncomfortable with Tim kane in the in the Oval Office. But I'm not the typical swing voter, I don't think. And the question is, the populist voters—some of them went to Obama in 08, 012, tempted by, especially in 2008, uh, enticed by the promise of change. Now Trump is a candidate of change. Doesn't Hillary Clinton want to have a little more to give them than a very establishment, frankly pro-business, pro-trade governor of Virginia, pro-business governor of Virginia, pro-trade senator from Virginia? It is the old Democratic establishment. let's say, from a governing point of view. I would argue it's a little more responsible than Elizabeth Warren or Sherrod Brown. But from a political point of view, it is a pick that assumes you can just disqualify Trump and you don't have to do much at all to reach out to that populist, uh, working class, lower middle class voter whom Trump clearly has some appeal for.
0: So what about the idea that this is a pick designed to get Bill Kristol? To endorse the ticket or some other uh, 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 governance conservatives, you might call them people looking at what the government will actually do with the next president and say to those suburban uh, traditionally Republican voters, those college-educated uh, white collar, uh, white yeah, white collar voters. Hey, look, Tim Kaine. Yeah. He's kind of come on. Can't you see him up there working with Hillary? She's going to be a boring, typical politician who's actually going to you know do some compromise deals and stuff you care about. She, her foreign policy is not going to be as as awful as as a Barack Obama's. Come on, get on board.
1: No, I think that could be right, and I think he'll appeal certainly here in Virginia, probably to a certain kind of northern Virginia upper middle class swing voter. And um, I suspect there aren't as many of them, or maybe I should say us, as there <laughs> are of uh, you know the working class populist voters and i think if you wanted to go that way there were bolder ways to do that too why not then go with admiral jim stavridis just say i'm taking a non-politician with the incredibly dangerous world out there this man has served his country with distinction and he's going to continue to do so as my vice president it would be you know that would be a very different kind of pick but it would convey governance um without just taking a guy who is after all a career politician um and therefore allows trump to just say can you believe it? We have Hillary Clinton, who's been in politics. I mean, when was when her husband, when did Bill run for attorney general? Was it first a Congress in Arkansas, seventy four, seventy six? I mean, kind of a long, long time ago, right? And right. Hillary Clinton's been in politics all her adult life, and Tim Kaine's been in politics most of his adult life. Um, and it's just Washington business as usual. Uh, the most recent Secretary of State before that was a senator against the current senator um, Pence, is a governor at least. You sort of get an outside Washington uh certainly Trump is, is is running against Washington and Pence can plausibly sort of talk a lot about being from the Midwest, Tim Kaine, uh senator from the state, the neighbors, Washington. I just you know, as I say I personally, if I had to sort of pick one of the V P possibilities and put them in the Oval Office one of the Democratic possibilities, I'd probably after Savidis would would pick Kane. But I, I do wonder about the politics of it. And I do think again there as you said very early on in the conversation She's deeply invested in the notion that this could be made a referendum on Trump. I don't know. If you get a change election, though, it's hard to make these elections referenda on the challenger when it's about change. I mean, maybe you can do it just to disqualify Trump. He's just too risky. You can't take that gamble. Um, that's certainly what I, we tried to do in the Bush White House in ninety two against Clinton and against Barrow, and it didn't work too well. Uh, Trump provides much more material than Bill Clinton did, honestly, and so maybe it will work. I'm not saying it even shouldn't work. Maybe Trump really is too risky to put in there, but will the majority of the electorate buy into that? I, I'm not
0: sure. So uh, let's conclude with this question: Do you believe, after the two vice president picks, that both candidates looked at the other ticket's pick and went, "Yes"? exactly what we wanted uh, trump loves the idea of kane because kane means the conversation is all about hillary hillary loves the idea of pence because the conversation is all about trump
1: i think yes about trump liking kane probably because it allows him to just say dc politics you know lifelong politicians business as usual if you're happy with that vote for vote for clinton and kane i don't know i think the democrats would have been a little i think they would acknowledge that pence was a smart pick by Trump, because I think doubling down with Gingrich or Christie is just too crazy, and Trump doesn't need any more craziness, (laughs) and Pence, you know, I don't think he gives that much reassurance, but it probably gives a little bit, certainly among conservatives, that Pence will be in the room when they're making the Supreme Court picks and so forth. So I actually think, again, strictly politics here, I think Trump's pick was a sensible pick of Pence, probably helps him a little bit. Uh, I'm not sure that Clinton's pick of Kane helps her. Puts a lot of pressure, incidentally, since it's not an exciting pick. Puts more pressure on the convention, don't you think? I mean, this next mm-hmm. week becomes the moment where Hillary Clinton really has to step forward. And I don't know which way does this cut. They're going to have a convention. Someone was saying, one of the mainstream reporters I ran into in, in, in Cleveland this past week was saying, can you believe what a seamless convention this Republican convention was? much bunch of has been celebrities mm-hmm. and oddballs and just the Trump family. And there's some truth to that actually. <laughs> uh not you know, no McCain, no Romney, no right. Bush, none of the famous Republicans. But look at the and the Democratic Convention will be so much better. I mean, Obama, Biden, uh, Mrs. Obama, Bill Clinton, and there's a way in which that's true. I mean, these are the president and vice president of the United States and so forth. On the other hand, it's just gonna be a parade of the people. Who've been running the country for the last eight years and have been in positions of high political office—is that ultimately a positive message, the message you want to send politically to the country or not? I think Trump's going to just spend every day next week saying, "There's the president. There's the vice president. There's the guy who was president before." If you think things are great, stick with that. Stick with that party. Stick with Hillary Clinton.
0: Which brings me back to my theory on the race. I happen to believe that doubling down on crazy is exactly the right thing to do, because I do think this is going to be an elemental, gut-level election. And it, the, the the rational kind of thinking about policy, et cetera, that we're used to, not going to happen this year. It's going to be who is less despicable in the eyes <laughs> of voters after $300 million are dumped on Trump. And if I were Trump, I'd have Chris Christie out every day prosecuting against Hillary, reminding her everyone she's just as bad. But we'll see. And that's that's. That's what makes this so much fun. Bill Crystal, thanks so much for joining us for this special weekend edition of the Weekly Standard Podcast. Thanks, Michael. You've been listening to the Weekly Standard Podcast. Please be sure to check WeeklyStandard.com regularly, particularly during the Democratic Convention, for daily updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.